Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon, as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on YouTube, as well as on Computer World's LinkedIn page. So if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, whatever, please do leave them either in the live chat if you're on YouTube or the comments if you are on LinkedIn. So we've got a couple things to talk about today. First, first up um, is, this, is the news that... Um, Apple is retiring the iPod for good um, with the iPod Touch, which was the only remaining iPod. Yeah, um, and it was after like twenty years or something that it is that it's existed. Twenty one. Twenty one. Not the iPod Touch, but the iPod name. Yeah, iPod in general. Um, October um, two thousand and one. A very it's small true. event. It was right after nine eleven, right? It like was the, very. It was yeah. like a month and a half after nine eleven. It was a very small event at a small room in Apple's Infinite Loop um, campus. Steve Jobs did the presentation. It was very casual. And at the time, the invitation said, we have something new to show you. And there was a, a, a parenthetical that said, hint, it's not a Mac, because Apple wasn't in the non-Mac business. It sold computers, and that was it. The iMac came out um, about three years prior and really saved Apple from the brink of complete bankruptcy. And the iPod saved Apple from the brink of irrelevancy. It was the thing that made Apple cool again. You sure. know, it didn't take off. It was derided for its price. At, at it was three hundred ninety nine bucks for um, five gigs, which is just hilarious to say in twenty twenty two. What did it, it hold? Held a thousand songs. It, it, it held a, a thousand songs. Had a really small monochrome screen, but what made it um, what made it a hit was eventually that it came to Windows and it kicked off the digital music revolution. The iTunes music store followed right. a couple of years later and the rest is history. Because at the time, you know, Napster and those things, people were trading in MP3s and had no way to really play them. The, all the, 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 there were some players, none of them were great. They were all clunky. They all took forever to transfer. Apple used Firewire to make it fast. It was obviously um, very super, uh, Steve Jobs called it ultra portable. Which at the time, you know, mm -hmm. was about the size of a deck of cards. Which next to an iPhone now, it looks like a like a monster. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was really small, really light, um, didn't skip. Which again, the thing that we don't think about now. But at the time, uh, <laughs> portable CD players they skipped all the time. If you sure. if you you know were walking and running, it would it would constantly skip. It had like I don't know three or four second skip protection, which wasn't enough. Uh, CD scratched. You can play only one at a time, so you have like what 13, 15 songs with you. The iPod was a—it was an absolute game changer. You got to listen to the whole album. Yeah, right. Because you know, changing it was a was a pain, and you know, the iPod just completely and totally changed the game. It's it's entirely possible that I might have had the, one of the first iPods and probably the second iPod. I had the first. The first uh, was the white one with the scroll. It was wheel white with the it it, it the the wheel actually spun. Yeah, they uh, came uh -huh. out with the solid state wheel a couple of generations later, but but the wheel it was it was a spinny wheel. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I bought one, and I bought one at CompUSA, and at the time, CompUSA had this had this program where if you bought a hard drive, you were able to buy like a, I don't know, it was a $15 a year program and you could trade it in for a new one within a certain amount of time. And I, at the time they sold it to me and I, you know, and so a year later I was able to upgrade for free. And a year later after that, I was able to upgrade again. Then they, and then they, they shut it down because they realized that everybody was buying these things and they weren't really hard drives. 
So I had the first couple. My favorite still to this day was the third generation, which actually had buttons. It was the only one that had buttons. I need to I need to look up a photo of that. They lit up red. It was menu, play, pause and fast forward or something. Right. And they they lit up red over uh, over the over the click wheel. It was significantly thinner than the original and I think held 20 gigs. And that was the that was when the iPod really started taking off. Then we got the iPod iPod Mini and the iPod Shuffle and the iPod Nano and the iPod Classic and the iPod Video and then you know it really blew up over the next few years and of course the iPhone. Like it That's what I was going to have. Yeah. Is it direct ancestor Absolutely. of the iPhone? Yeah. Sure. There's, there's, there's no question. In fact, just this week, Tony Fidel, who was the kind of godfather of the iPod, he's been sharing images about how it like evolved the iPod into the, into the iPhone. And yeah, it was absolutely a a descendant. I mean, you know, very different devices, but when they introduced the iPhone, Steve jobs called it a, a, you know, a mobile phone, a revolutionary internet communicator and a widescreen iPod with touch controls. Cause that's what everybody wanted. So that was one of the major tentpoles of the iPhone is that it was an iPod built into it. I'm gonna. I, I will have to admit that I'm one of those in the in the camp. I did not realize Apple was still selling the iPod. I don't, I don't think I. I yeah, I, fact, they, they I was an iPod out user in, in less than two days. Whatever What's stock that? they had are gone in the U.S. Oh, it's Apple gone store. already, huh? Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I, th- I think a lot of people didn't know. They didn't advertise it. it you, you you couldn't find it on any of the uh, kind of like 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 site matrixes. Like mm-hmm. it, you had to specifically search for the iPod Touch. And they haven't updated it in two years. And even when they did update, they didn't update it in any in any meaningful way. It was still an iPhone five. Yeah. Like they didn't give it even the iPhone six screen, let alone the iPhone ten. So it was old, and it, it had an A ten processor. And you know, it's a shame a little bit because I feel like that could have been a device that that Apple really kind of you know leaned into. Mm-hmm. Sold to kids, sold to people who didn't, who weren't ready for a phone. But I loved you know. my iPod Touch as a kid. Yeah, loved. Sure. Now it's the iPad, which is fine, but is bigger and is more mm-hmm. expensive. And you know the the i the iPod Touch is a it's such a cool like you know gateway uh, gateway it's device. Gateway drug to Apple devices. Sure. The Apple ecosystem and the and the iPhone. Yeah. Sure. And also, you know, it's still a very very nice design. I was looking at some of the images. You know, because okay. I, I I wasn't planning to buy one, and actually I didn't. Um, but I I did want to go and look because I'm thinking, okay, iPod Touch. I haven't seen that in years. What does it look? You know, and and the design really holds up well. I mean, it's like a sort of thinner, smaller version of an iPhone. Yeah. But I mean, the, with the colors and everything, if if I had a use for just a music player, mm-hmm. even though it's old technology and hasn't been updated in years, whatever, it would still be an extremely attractive device. You know, it's it's literally an iPhone five without the phone right. you know, well i mean it's 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 thinner it's it's a lot thinner because it's a lot better all the yeah. cellular components and 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 the the, the, the better yeah. chip and the battery and stuff in the camera but it's it does all that stuff you can you know messages all sure. the apps games apple arcade all that all, all that stuff if well if anyone wants one from i'm gonna say 2008 i'm sure it's still at my parents house and i'd love to give that away to a collector <laughs> <laughs> we, you, could, you could save it and do an NFT on it or something. There, those are those are Maybe words <laughs> to do together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure they're good ones. But. <laughs> we had we have like two um, viewer comments, uh, mostly just comments. Um, one viewer said that they had to use uh, a cassette tape to store their computer programs to save your tears. 
Sorry, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. cusp Gen Z, so <laughs> that's unfamiliar to me. And then another viewer said, you know, what took Apple so long? And I guess like maybe it was still making money. I don't know. We don't really have any insight into uh, that. What took Apple so long to to, to, kill to it. retire it? it? Yeah. I guess I, I don't know. Maybe someone forgot that you even sold it. <laughs> I don't know. If Steve, jo- uh, uh, Steve Jobs, if Tim Cook was going to Apple's warehouse and they said, "Why do we have seven thousand iPod touches? Can we sell these, please?" <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They they haven't updated. I think the last time was twenty twenty twenty. I want to say, but even then, it wasn't much of an upgrade. And you know, there were rumors that Apple was working on a new model, which you know, we thought maybe for who, you know, nope. not yeah. not happening. All right, there you have it. iPod Touch two thousand. It, it's definitely the end of a end of an era because yeah. that was it, it. You can say the iMac. Steve Jobs, the iPhone, the iPad, all that very important stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was the iPod that really made Apple become this two and a half trillion dollar company that it is today. Without the iPod, none of this happens. None of it. So, well, now they've got this big company and uh, they want people to come back to their big new office. Oh, this is the other segue. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we, we, the the story I wanted to talk about kind of got scooped by the iPod touch announcement, but, uh, I, I presume you saw last week that a group of Apple employees got together. I think they call themselves Apple Together. And they are pushing back on the company's plans to bring people back into the headquarters three days a week minimum. And it's just interesting because, you know, to see this play out at Apple, I mean, it's something that's playing out at companies across the world, basically, yeah. certainly at tech companies. This whole idea of, okay, the pandemic, while not over, is manageable in some ways. So how do we get employees back into the office and all these offices that we've spent a lot of money, you know, on either leasing or building or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then how do we allow people to have, I mean, a lot of people want remote work now, or at least some combination of remote and office. Yeah. And how do we do it right? And so Apple's, you know, decision was to, Apple leaders, I think from Tim Cook on down, had this idea that creativity happens around, the water cooler, it happens in the hallway, it happens when you're chatting with somebody in the break room. And I'm not denying that, but apparently a lot of the employees, and, and they're anonymous, you know, we don't know really, uh, you know, who these employees are, but they're basically saying that requiring people to be back in the office a set amount of time is a throwback to like, you know, basically when dinosaurs ruled the earth in terms of, uh, of company policies. And it's just been interesting to see them very vociferously push back on this because it's, you know, Apple is such a high profile company that uh, and of course, Apple is like, well, we, you know, I, I don't know that they said a whole lot in direct response, but basically it's it's sort of uh, in the past. They've said, you know, we're doing the best we can to work with our employees and make sure that they're happy. And but I, there was somebody, uh, somebody who I think runs was like the top guy for machine learning there, like yeah. left. Like, oh, after, wow. you know, like last week up and left and said, this is just not going to work for my team and I'm out of here. And I think, you know, I'll be I'll be real quick. The, the issue to keep in mind is that when you've got an economy like we have right now where uh, unemployment, especially for tech workers and, and tech savvy people, is extremely low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who are, you know, analysts and HR folks who are saying if you don't give employees kind of what they want they are much more likely to leave than they would have been in the past. So it's just going to be interesting to see if this plays out at Apple. I don't know how we would know, you know, if there's sudden brain drain at Apple with people leaving because they have to be in the office. But I don't think this is the last we've heard of this fight. 
And it's a little ironic, isn't it? Because I know that um, Apple has rolled out some tools, you know, specifically targeted at its enterprise users, specifically targeted at like facilitating remote work. So I guess like, you know, yeah, there's a little irony there that they're like, you know, come back to work to their employees. Well, Apple did very well during the pandemic when when things were locked down. I mean, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, but 2020 and 2021 and so far 2022 have been pretty good years for Apple. I mean, they, yeah, they've had some supply well, chain. I mean, sure, but so were the previous 10. It's well, not like this is a surprise. My point being that having everybody remotely distributed did not hurt the momentum. Well, what we don't know, and okay, a couple of things. One, yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask your employees to come back to work three out of five days a week. That's, you know. I can't, can't wait to see the ratio on that one. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, listen, if you if you can't do it, I'm sure if you're working in Apple, you're a smart person. You can, you know, you can figure it out or get another job. Like, I, I, I understand. There are people that are going to be upset. The pandemic, this, what Apple and everyone else, every other company in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the world had to deal with during the pandemic we knew it was short term. Yes, it has changed things. No, it hasn't changed things to the point where Apple doesn't need any employees in a physical location. And, and that's just that's just not it's not realistic. And I'm not I, like I, I I'm, I'm not necessarily defending Apple in this instance because, you know, this is just who we're talking about. Right. I, Google, Facebook, Starbucks, what, whoever you want to talk about. You can't just rely on complete remote work forever. Mm-hmm. Like you do need that collaboration. We're in a job where we're very we're, we're, we're very much independent in the sense that, you know, I, I have a team of people and they file stories. You mean as journalists basically is what you're yeah. talking Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, whether I'm in the office or whether I'm on Slack or Teams or whatever it is, like our roles are basically the same. Maybe if I was in an office, we would talk more and maybe there would be better, a couple different ideas or something. And if we want to brainstorm, we have to specifically set a time to do it. And sure, that's that's different. But my job and, and your job and Julia's job, it's a little bit different than what Apple is talking about. And I do think that the pandemic has changed things. And I also think that Apple has responded to that. So three out of five days, that's what? 40% less Workday, uh, uh, in 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 office work week. Sorry, and that that workday, that's twenty. Is that twenty percent? That's twenty percent. No, that's forty percent. Forty percent at home, sixty percent in the office. Yes, but it's forty percent. If you think of a traditional five day work week, right, which is what they had before. So, I think that's a pretty good, uh, uh, whatever the word is there. Um, perk. I don't know. I don't know what the word you're looking for. Compromise, sure. And yes, there are people who are going to always complain. Sure. That they would people would complain the other way too if they Apple said we're going to shut down Apple Park and people would freak out. Like there's always going to be people that complain about whatever decision you make. I don't know what the percentage of the people making the noise are. My guess is let's say it's ten percent, which okay. is probably 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 too high. That okay. You know, maybe Apple can work with those people. Maybe they can come up with a, you know, a policy. But there are a lot of people at Apple and Google and everyone else that need to be in an office environment. For example, the entire design team. Mm-hmm. You can't do that stuff remotely, at least sure. not 
to the way Apple expects it to be done or Apple wants it to be done or Apple's, Apple's customers expect it to be done. Things will suffer. You know, Teams, iOS, iPad OS, hardware, software, they need to collaborate. You can't just rely on a Zoom conversation once a, once a, once a day even. Yeah. So I, I, I do understand it. On the other hand, yes, there are great tools that Apple makes that make remote, like, for example, this call right here. Mm-hmm. Ken's in North Carolina. I'm in Connecticut. Juliet's in Massachusetts. We're talking as if we're in the same room, yeah. but it's not the same as if we were sitting around a table chatting. No, in fact, I, I have something I want to add to that in a second. Um, real quick, I think the issue with, with the Apple thing was not so much, well, it might be the number of days in the office, but it was also, I think they had sort of specified which day. Yeah, it was somewhat office. rigid, but but that, but you need that because if you want people to collaborate, you can't have them coming in different days. Well, I, I mean, you would. what I would say is you can do something like that, but do it on a team-by-team basis. Maybe not make it a company-wide policy. Sure, for maybe they sure. will adjust. I completely maybe, maybe they'll adjust that and, yeah. you know. Apple also gets the most attention and the most noise because they're the biggest company in the world. Right. Not so much anymore because they, they've been getting the stocks have been getting crushed lately, but they're still extremely valuable with a ton of employees and a ton of attention. And, you know, I, I don't know what uh, Samsung's policy in, in South Korea is or what Sony's policy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We know Apple because it's here. So that, that's what we hear. I'm sure every single company around the world is dealing with similar things. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, to, to jump on. Did, did I interrupt you, Julia? No, no, something? go ahead. OK, the, the, I wanted to interrupt. I wanted to interrupt. No, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to add something because we had a different story on Computer World this sure. week that Matthew Finnegan did about a study looking at Michael. You were just talking that when we're on video like this, it's almost like we're in the same room talking. Sure. But it's that almost part that they, they've done some studies that have found that video chats actually, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, can undermine creativity. And I can see that. Yeah, I agree. Interestingly enough, what they found was that there's two kinds of creativity that get affected, one, one good, one bad. If you're brainstorming, you've got a big group of people, a big screen filled with little boxes and you're trying to brainstorm, um, and you're focused on the screen in front of you and those little boxes, apparently you're excluding the rest of your field of view around you. And that actually has an effect on creativity because you're so focused on what's in front of you. And it's when you're in a meeting and somebody's talking and you're glancing around the room or you're, you know, you're kind of your eyes are roaming a little bit. You're actually thinking and ideas come up, according to this study, that way. And so when you're doing a video chat, you are sort of narrowing the field of focus and narrowing creativity among a lot of people. Conversely, if you're doing a video chat, let's say you've come up with your ideas and you're just trying to figure out which idea is the one to go with. Mm-hmm. When you're focused on a set range of, of options or products or plans or whatever, that's when these kind of video chats actually do really well. Because once again, they narrow the focus to what's in front of you and allows you to really focus on what the best decision is. You know, I just thought it was sort of fascinating. We've all been trying to figure out for the last two years is video really the same as being in the office? It's not. But can it be? Is it good enough? Yeah, most times, but not always. Yeah, I just thought it, it was fascinating. It also depends on who you are and what your, mm-hmm. you know, your your kind of mantra, your your philosophy is. And you know, Apple wants to continue that spirit of collaboration, that spirit of listen. I don't know how Apple products are made. I don't know if someone was chatting about music and that led to the iPad. I don't know. 
but it's not inconceivable to think that by shutting down shutting down is the wrong word but by by dramatically changing the way people work at apple not to mention they have a new like 10 billion dollar well exactly. but we won't even touch <laughs> that <laughs> people in, in their chairs yeah, like, there, there are worse places to go to work <laughs> yes but but it, it's not inconceivable to think that by not having people together a couple of days a week mm-hmm. there are incredibly revolutionary products that won't get made like i i can see that and i can understand that tim cook would want that to continue in even if it's a smaller base again three days a week versus five you're going to you're going to work to 40 percent less i think that's a pretty good compromise mm-hmm. sure even if you have like a two hour, like I know people at Apple that have like a two and a half hour commute. It's and they have like luxury buses and they're expected to work. Like the, the, there's a lot. They they had that before too. Like nothing. Really yeah, but it's a hundred percent more than you're used to. You know. Sure. But you know, you knew it was going to end. Sure. At some point. Sure. Even if things are changed, it's not completely changed. So and, they, they did change. They changed quite a bit. I think it really yeah, depends, me. Michael. I really think it depends on the company. Yeah. And you know, because Twitter has said you can come back in the office. The headquarters are open. The Twitter's office. A mess. Look but at Twitter. Where was the last time Twitter had a good idea? But I mean, as of now, they're like you're not required to come into the office. Yeah. You well, know? look at yeah. Twitter. They 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 taken them ten years to come up with an edit button. Like Apple is not Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is not a, a, a company that's innovating at all, in my mind. Like, listen, if you want to yell at me, yell at me and say Twitter's the greatest company in the world. I like Twitter. I use it every day. Mm-hmm. Same and same. Not, they're not innovating in the way that Apple is. And if Apple capitulated, that's the wrong word, but that's the one that came into my head, to the people that said, we don't want to work, we don't want to come and let's keep it remote. And they said, okay, fine, we'll keep it remote. I think they would suffer in two to five years. You would see their product suffer. You would see their innovation suffer. And then... The people would say, well, how come we're not making it? Because, because they changed the culture. The mm-hmm. culture is important. And and it, it it like there has to be a middle ground. And I I think this is a pretty good one. That's, you know, and you make a, a really good point there about co- company culture, Michael, because, again, so many companies are dealing with this. How do you convey company culture if everybody's just separated, distributed in little boxes on a screen? You know, company culture, who we are, what a company is, our ethos, our... Yeah. You know, all of that has to be transmitted to new people as they come in the door. And it's really one, you know, one of the things companies are finding is it's very hard to do that if people don't have that sort of friction of meeting other people and bumping into people in the hallway and hearing from the boss directly and, you know, things like that. It's just, again, we're going through a revolution in how people work. It's interesting to see Mm -hmm. Apple caught up in it just like everybody else. Sure. And there are plenty of companies that can do w- remote work 100 like for example my wife works at a uh, she works for for an online auction company she, I, she'll probably never meet the people she works with sure right. it's 100 percent remote she has clients all over the world or all over the country she she's she's on she's working you know she's on zoom calls six hours a day she meets with her team she's slack meetings and that that works for that company I'm sure three years ago, they probably weren't all remote, but they realized, okay, we can do, this is fine. This is works for us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't at Apple. This is it. Sure. All right. Fair debate. But um, 
Do you guys have any like further thoughts? You know, iPod, remote work, anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? I think up? the reason the iPod Touch died is because remote work started up. Yeah, that's I, it. That's got to be it, right, Michael? They were they were it's cleaning the out the basements at Apple Park, waiting for everyone to get in, and they found a bunch of iPod Touches. <laughs> like, well, we, we got to kill this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, just, I think we'll we'll have to revisit this down the road. Not the iPod Touch. That's gone. But the idea of you know remote work and Apple and everything else. I, I don't gonna... I don't think Apple is going to change. I think people yeah. who don't that, like it are going to have to find new work yeah. because I don't, yeah. I don't think they're going to, I don't think there's going to, there's, and I don't think there's another chapter to this story. Sure. Okay. I think sure. This is it. Unless there's another wave and they have to shut down the offices again. But assuming everything is, is, is status yeah. quo. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is what you got. Um, and eventually they'll get back to in-person events and it'll be business as kind of usual. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, thank you both so much. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, you can give the video a thumbs up. You can also subscribe to our channel. If you're watching over on LinkedIn, you can head over to our channel, IDG Tech Talk, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts um, about remote work, about the iPod, let me know in the comments below and I'll do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you next time.